Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Boston Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, aka Brutal Gash, and it has been a minute, but fortunately, basketball is back, and now we are back also. Another thing that is back, someone who is definitely not the worst three-point shooter to come out of Newcastle, Australia. It is, of course, Jackson, a.k.a. Rickman Lives. Jackson, welcome back, mate. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be back. I've been in basketball hibernation way too long, so I can't wait to uh, make some crazy predictions with you lot. Yeah, it's it's been way too long. And, of course, from across the Tasman, the third eye of the podcast, if you will. He's been hibernating, but he's been woke the whole time. It's Joe, <laughs> a.k.a. No Scrooge McFly. How are you, Joe? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I think, uh, as we've discussed before the podcast, you know, we're playing our way into shape, uh, just, like, uh, just, like, just like a few members of the Sacramento Kings might be. So, <laughs> um, so bear with us, listeners. I might call you uh, So Woke McFly from now on, if uh, that's cool <laughs> with you. <laughs> You, you, like can, you can, you <laughs> can. <laughs> See how long it lasts, but yeah, I like I like the ring of it. Just saying. Now, guys, look before we kick it off. Unfortunately, some some pretty sad news to begin with. On September the sixteenth, Camelia Smart, Marcus Smart's mother, sadly passed away at sixty three after a, a long battle with cancer, uh, a well known sort of long battle uh, with cancer. Unfortunately, and Marcus Smart posted an extremely heartfelt epitaph on Twitter in tribute to his mother, uh, which was truly emotional and, and sad, yet such a, a beautiful message back to his, his, his recently passed mother. Look, it's, it's truly, it's terrible news and, and definitely way bigger than basketball, you know, and all the like excitement and everything coming up to training camp. It's so easy to get lost in that funnel and this kind of, as sad as it is, like helps you step back and obviously realize that there are bigger things going on. And I guess the one like basketball positive aspect um, is that the entire Celtics community, fans and otherwise, have been pouring in messages of love and support to Marcus Smart. And obviously our thoughts um, here are definitely with him and his family um, through this time. So terrible news, but you know we care about the players on this team. We care about Marcus Smart. We love Marcus Smart. So it seemed odd to not mention this as sad as it is. And, and like I said, thoughts out to Marcus and his family. All right, guys, so with media day and training camp and preseason and all of these great things coming up and the off-season about to officially end, thank God, we thought it right about time to get together and talk 
2018, 2019 season predictions. We've dabbled in many a hot take before on this podcast and we're definitely not about to stop. Uh, I also reached out to the wonderful Celtics Reddit about 10 hours ago on my way to work this morning and asked uh, for their predictions as well of a varied hot take in this. And here we are to present them all. Jackson, I throw to you for your uh, varied hot take in this predictions. What do you got? It's been too long since I've served up some some hot to thermonuclear scale takes, <laughs> and uh, I've been thinking about it all day. And I've been looking over the um, looking over our, our roster, looking over our, our schedule, just thinking about all the things that I want to happen and might happen and might not happen. And I boil them down to three three things that I, I would like to see all of them happen, and I think they are possibly could happen. I think this one's the most realistic. It's my tepid take, if we want to put it that way. Uh, for mm-hmm. the Celtics, and uh, if you do remember the start of last season after um, after the, that horrendous, well, it wasn't really horrendous, but one horrendous moment the first game and the disappointing next game where we went 0-2, we then went on a 16-game win streak, and that kind of really kick-started the season, and it definitely got me particularly amped for, the, for this team and what we had. So with that in mind, I present to you my tepid take that the Celtics will not only better 16-game win streak that we rucked up last year, we will equal or better, our greatest win streak ever of 19 games. <laughs> if you want me to be uber-specific, I predict it begins on the 28th of October at Detroit, and it then runs down all the way to either a loss at home to New Orleans or the next game at Washington. Now, I can break that down for you if you want. It's a lot of speculation, but that's Please. something I feel. I just feel we could do it in that Jackson, in that period of time. It's amazing. Hot. Uh, <laughs> like uh, hot, schedule analysis hot. and everything going into these takes. This is yeah. uh, this is unreal for the temper <laughs> takes. Swinging it, yeah, man! Wow. Me away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I just I feel like I feel like there's definitely another win streak in this team. Whether or not we we hit those heights obviously remains to be seen. But hey, it's a prediction show, so let's live large. I mean, the only if you look at that 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 run of dates that I, that I looked at, we've got a West Coast trip in there. Uh, but we only play, I say only with the greatest deal of respect, uh, Portland, Utah, Phoenix, and Denver. Now, we did a West Coast trip last year uh, that involved three of those four teams, and it went pretty well, so I could see us replicating that. And, I mean, other than a home game against the Raptors and away against Indiana, I think there are 19, almost 20 games there that are very winnable. So, hey, that's what I'm going to roll with. Yeah, and of course, we just heard today that Isaiah Thomas is maybe not coming back uh, to the Nuggets as soon as uh, people may have hoped. So, um, you know, you obviously mentioned that the Nuggets are part of that schedule stretch where we may go on that uh, on that run. Um, and he, you know, may well not be a part of the team at that point. So um, who knows? Maybe that gives us uh, added hope to, uh, to, to achieve that. Sure. That tepid take of yours, Jake. For sure, for sure. I have an Isaiah Thomas take coming up too, so just watch out for that one. Um, shall I move on to the uh, the extra spicy take? Let's yes, do that. Yes, please. Um, this one I saw on the Reddit from a bunch of users, so I don't know if it's going to be particularly hot or particularly outlandish, but I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and say that Kyrie Irving is going to be the regular season MVP. How's that? How's that? I, I'm, I'm without, without, without breaking, without breaking it down to specific dates, uh, the last one, I will say, I think it's probably going to fall, uh, to being the best player on the best team in the league. Cause that's what I think we're all expecting. At least we'll have the best record. We may not look the best, but I think the best record is highly achievable. And because of that, I think, I think Kyrie will be the best player. I think he will be the leader. I think the, the surgery, what we'll probably talk about in a bit, has been hopefully has been nothing but a success, and that will not hold him back in any way, shape, or form. Um, 
I think all he's really got to do, if you look at the, the previous stats of MVPs over the years and what he can achieve, I honestly think if we've got if we've got the number one team, a record of, I don't know, maybe 62 wins, 20 losses, etc., play some pretty good basketball like we did last season. I mean, if he could just average 26, 4, and 6 with a healthy knee and a relatively healthy relatively a relatively clean bill of health over the course of a season, we all know what he can do. We all saw what he could do. I think it's definitely possible. <laughs> Love it, Jason. Love your enthusiasm. I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at predictions. I, I probably tend towards the negative. So um, it's good to leave in it with some yeah. optimism. We need we need a bit of yang with our ying. So no, that's all we right. Sure we, do. we can we can have we can have that. That's fine. Yeah, uh, we can walk and chew gum at the same time here at the Celtics Reddit podcast. We can be negative <laughs> and positive. For sure. I have to say I have not leaned uh, in the negative direction at all. All of my uh, predictions, Pepper, Spicy, Perpendicular, are all like ridiculously save, optimistic. That's, save that. So, save that. You know, oh, Save that for those who dwell across the the, uh, the Tasman. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Yeah. Where the rain clouds gather. <laughs> the land of uh, the okay. long rain but, cloud. So bear in mind, uh, Joe and you know the listeners out there, this is uh, the, the the spicy tier of our predictions. So uh, you know, maybe not super realistic that uh, you know Kyrie Irving wins our MVP, but it, it's a spicy prediction. It, it could happen. Yeah. It's an outlier, yeah. but it, it's there in the realm of possibility. So. Uh, that's why it belongs at the uh, at the spicy tier. Anyway, what, oh, what yeah. have you got for your, uh, your thermonuclear? Thermonuclear. Jackson? All right. Well, we're on a scale on a scale of a Tabasco sauce to burning hot coffee, this is a nuclear bomb. If I ever saw one, <laughs> rather um, rather unimportant to the grand scheme of the um, of the season at large. But I'm glad you mentioned Isaiah Thomas earlier because I predict that on Australian time, 19th of March, 2019. <laughs> The Denver Nuggets will come to the TD Garden and Isaiah Thomas, hopefully with the team and hopefully healthy and hopefully playing some good basketball because we all want Isaiah to do well, let's face it. Hopefully yes, we, we can see him there. I predict Isaiah Thomas gets into that Devon Booker realm of just godlike shooting <laughs> and will drop 60-plus on the Celtics. Once he starts hitting about 20, 30, I think the applause from the crowds is going to go off. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he starts going north of 50 and around 60, I think that's when we'll probably be like, oh, shit, we might actually lose this game. Um, so <laughs> I, I would I, not I, mind re- that. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that at all. I did write, I'm gonna, I did write uh, an, another sentence below this. I was debating whether to put it in or not, but I think if, if Isaiah Thomas scores 62, then I think I, I Kyrie scores 63, and we end up winning in yes. like triple overtime or <laughs> something like that. Just, just to validate the trade, just that little bit extra more. <laughs> so I think you've got Isaiah going for 62. Let's say Kyrie goes for 63, and the Celtics win, I don't know, 145 to 139 in triple OT. <laughs> Those are my takes. Those are my takes. <laughs> like as as if there were any doubt at this point as to who won the Isaiah Kyrie trade. This just sort of hammers at home on a night where Isaiah Thomas comes back, scores sixty two points. Kyrie's like, no, sorry, I am the man now. I am the Celtic yeah. starting point guard. Drops well, sixty three. He, he will. He, he will. He will be the MVP. So I think he has to put up. Uh, he has to throw down the goal into such challenges. So yeah, that's what Those I think. MVP numbers. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Averaging 63 is, will get you there. <laughs> okay, I, I see all of the things coming true. I, they're all relatively tepid <laughs> takes in my opinion. Thank you. So. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. All right. All, all facts here at the uh, Celtics Reddit podcast. Now, speaking of Reddit, we're going to throw to the, uh, the aforementioned Reddit thread. I'm just scrolling through here looking for some uh, outlandish takes. Um, I'm scrolling and I'm stopping here. <laughs> as, as, opposed at, to uh, and, as opposed to Kyrie and Isaiah's showdown at the Garden. Yeah, something, that's right. No, <laughs> something I mean, even more outlandish very, than that. 
very reasonable. We're, we're looking for uh, something a little <laughs> spicier than that. So um, I've stopped here at uh, at McGib, user McGib. Hello, McGib. And um, what I did is I asked the, the people to sort of tier their, their takes similar to, to we do. So there's a, a reasonable tier, there's a spicy tier, and then there's the thermonuclear tier uh, that we're all very well aware of. Um, so McGib's reasonable tier, uh, Marcus Smart will be first team all defense, which I think, you know, you know, there's a bit of hyperbole going on uh, historically in this podcast and already in this episode, but I actually think that it, that is a legitimately reasonable uh, take, even though he will likely be coming off the bench. Uh, he'll he'll have significant minutes sort of in the 25-minute range, I think, and um, that will be sufficient to to put the stats down to uh, to get on first team all defense. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm definitely on board with that. I mean, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a, an aberration that he hasn't been on a, a first team defense already. Um, I think if this, this is going to be the season where he does it, I think it'll be this because I'm, you know, as you can't tell, I'm pretty excited and optimistic about what this team's going to do. I think we'll see Isaiah. <laughs> I think Isaiah. I think we'll see. Um, I think we'll see Marcus Smart on the court in, you know, for the crunch players, the, the winning players, so he can deliver the, his uh, his trademark um, in that respect. Um, and I think. Um, I think. The, the platform that he'll have to work off being this Celtics team and what we all think and all, you know, hope it can become, I think that'll give him enough exposure. And I think uh, his uh, his defense and his his tenacity and everything that we've come to love him for is going to be, you know, really recognized on a um, on a, on a bigger scale. So yeah, I sign off on that t- on that reasonable take. I think um, I don't think Mark, I think Marcus Smart's going to have another fantastic year defensively. I think it's going to be hard for a lot of uh, expo- there's going to be like a lot of positive exposure um for the team because it will be a successful team but um it's going to be hard for Marcus who won't start um and is going to have to, like someone's minutes are going to have to go down probably everyone's um it's going to like the, the as a minutes related case it might be a little bit hard as a guard um if you're only playing like he might not he, I don't expect he'll play more than 30 minutes a night at all might be a little hard, um, but yeah, I expect he'll have a really good season, for sure. Um, but um, but I just think in terms of getting those awards, it, it it's a two-edged sword having a really good team, and and he might struggle just because his role, I don't know, will, even though he's my favourite player, <laughs> I don't know that his role <laughs> will be as big as as it was last year. That is a, a very reasonable and uh, logical and well-formed response to what I uh, think is also a very reasonable take as well. So uh, a lot of, lot of rare um, reasonability, if there's such a word, all around. <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, McGibb's spicy take. Uh, so the, the second in the, in the, the take uh, tier level, the Celtics' best lineups will not include Kyrie Irving. That, uh, I, I just... You know, I'll throw to you guys in a second, but I, I'm sorry. Like Kyrie Irving, whether it becomes the MVP or not, that just I I almost can't compute that level of spiciness, McGib. Uh, that yeah. just uh, it's Kyrie bleeping Irving. Uh, he will contribute so much to the team offensively. Uh, certainly enough to neutralize any shortcomings defensively. Um, pretty much what we saw him do at his peak last year. I just I I don't see that being the case. What do you guys think? Yeah. I I I think perhaps he was he's been watching Timmy's highlights, uh, particularly of the of the Golden State Warriors game that we had at TD Garden when we won that nineteen and zero run. Right after Kyrie comes off the off um, off the court and goes onto the bench, then there's the West Coast yeah. road trip and that amazing run we had without him. So I think you can definitely yeah. and the put yourself in his in his in his mindset and thinking, yeah, that's that's we can run with that. Obviously, he 
Gordon Hayward's going to be in there. I'm assuming Gordon Hayward will be in there and with Jason Tatum and blah, 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 blah. So I can see where he's coming from with that. But I think I think that the success of this team it obviously deter- it is determined on, on everyone contributing. But I think if you had to just, just rank them, I'm going to put Kyrie Irving probably just at the top of that tier in terms of importance, in terms of getting results, in terms of, you know, highlight plays, obviously. But I I can't get on board with that one, unfortunately. I um when I had the question I had like a little had a little little Jordan Peterson moment. What do you mean by best? What do you mean by lineup? You know, <laughs> how do we define best? <laughs> define everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, um, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if you just say it's like a an adjusted plus minus, like a like a stat head figure, I wouldn't be surprised if there are other lineups that play substantial minutes that are better than. You know that are statistically better than Kyrie Irving. Um, I think I, I, I'm torn on that comment. I think um, I, I do sometimes wonder how, like, if a team's going to have an identity, I wonder how Kyrie fits into that. Sometimes um, I do also sort of see, like, we could have a really like our identity could be big, switchable across five positions, and you could sort of see that. Smart, you know, smart Hayward, Tater, Tatum, Brown, Horford lineup. I can see that being like there's only one non-shooter on there, and that's an epic defensive lineup, right? Um, you know, so I could imagine that lineup and and still potent offensively. I could imagine that lineup being really good, um, statistically and kind of maybe forming a part of you know some sort of you know a, a real a real sort of featured lineup, like like something that we see regularly. That said, I, I don't think um, we I don't think that the Celtics are going to uh, succeed, you know. Despite Kyrie, <laughs> you know, it's going to be yeah. in large part because of him. You know, he is still the best player. He is still, you know, he is still the guy. Um, he's he's the only guy that really threatens that top echelon of of NBA player. So it's it's hard to, for me to say that the Celtics can be at their best without Kyrie. If that, I don't know if those distinctions are, are semantics or what, but that's how I kind of feel about it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It, it, sort of, it raises a few interesting points. One being that the Celtics will have the luxury of whenever we have to bring Kyrie off the court and, and put him on the bench to rest, we still have the opportunity to put out one of the best uh, five players, well, one of the best lineups in, in the league uh, with the mm. players that we have coming off the bench and the depth that we have, even with Kyrie resting on the bench, uh, which you know, hopefully he does a lot of in the regular season to to rest him and keep him healthy for the playoffs. We still have a lot of depth and and a lot of potential in the remaining players that we can put out in terms of having five guys out on the court. I think like games that we'll need to grind. I think the rap. I think every time I'm gonna play the Raptors this season, it's gonna be a grind. It's gonna just be like yeah. just, just real defensive sort of stuff. I think in situations yep. like that and teams like that we will probably be better for stretches, for important stretches of the game without Kyrie on the court. However, if we're, talk- if, we're talking like, if we're talking like final minute of playoffs or even regular season games against the likes of the Lakers, the Warriors, the Rockets, Philly, you, you, there's no way he's not going to be on the court. I mean, I don't care what the plus yeah. minus is or the stats is, he's going to be there. So, and that's how I'm seeing it anyway. Yeah, like I don't think we can beat the Warriors if we don't score, you know, 105 points, and I don't think we can do that without Kyrie Irving. You know, mm. um, 
Yeah, if you've got any doubts about Kyrie, go and look at the Eastern Conference Final Series, Celtics versus Cavs, a year and a half ago, where Kyrie, for the most part, just absolutely torched us the entire mm. series. Um, and he is now someone that we had the luxury of, of putting out in our starting five and probably our most potent five. Um, anyway, that was just a spicy take. Um, a Gibbs thermonuclear take. Tatum will be the best all-round player on a 60-plus win team and will make all-NBA. Now, there are, I believe, three All-NBA teams, so it's not, I guess, totally out of the realm of possibility, but, you know, he is a second-year player. He's going to be sharing the court. He's going to be sharing minutes. He's going to be sharing shots and everything with all the other guys on the court who play for the Celtics. Um, So I I guess that does elevate it into that thermonuclear status where it is pretty unrealistic, but also as a Celtics fan uh, and as a Tatum fanboy, uh, very spicy. Very, um, you know, it's um, just tingling. Uh, thinking about it now. What, what do you guys think? <laughs> I, I think if you wind the clock forward like three, four years, I think that's not even a, a remotely mild take. I think, I mean, look, I believe anyway. I think that can definitely happen. As for this year, though, yeah. yeah, I think it probably belongs in that that upper sort of neutron star level of temperature take because. I believe in him. I would love it. I'd love to see it. But I mean, you've got you've got Kawhi coming back this year. I think uh, I'm just thinking of all the spots that could be taken up by the All NBA teams, and I just think of everyone that's ahead of him now. It's going to have to be some sort of, you know, leap like we've never seen for him to just really get himself into there in his second year and just and just load some of those players. So yeah, thermonuclear I think is uh, is correct. <laughs> yeah, too, oh, yeah, a little too spicy for my taste as well. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I do like a good spicy curry. I do. Um, I I kind of I look at a, a prediction like that, and and not only do I think it probably won't happen just because of the the glut we have at the three spot, but I kind of wonder if that does happen, whether that would upset the hierarchy of the team, and maybe that might not be the best result. Like I wonder mm, if the team's yeah. better for Haywood still being top dog at that position you know at this point yeah it certainly means that the Celtics won't be it is a bit soon and and if it is like that like what's happening to like I you know I don't I don't want to tread onto my takes too much but like I do worry if Hayward doesn't have a good year um I think that's that's uh you know like that's something that's sort of out there in the in the you know in the realm of possibility um and that could turn into a bad contract and I, I don't want to. I don't want that to happen, you know. And I feel like if if Tatum is having that kind of a season, that probably implies that Hayward isn't maybe having that good a year. But that's you know not necessarily the case. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so look, th- thanks, McGib, for your takes. We'll get to a few more Reddit takes in a second. There's a nice little comment thread under there where there's some you know some questioning of uh, his takes, and then he sort of backs himself up a bit. So uh, it's well worth hopping on the thread and. Uh, and exploring that further if you're interested, which if you're listening, you probably are. I'm going to get to my own takes very, very quickly. Um, you've heard me talk a lot. I'm interested to hear Joe's more pessimistic takes, so we're going to blow through <laughs> these very quickly. <laughs> I say pessimistic, oh. look, let's be honest, probably more realistic and sort of based in, in the realm of logic. But um, but hey, it's, you know, it's a fan-based podcast. What are you going to do? So, uh, okay, reasonable you do, take. You. We're all about putting in I'll little boxes, Joe, and you're in the you're in the negative one, unfortunately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, reasonable take. Kyrie will play 72 games. The surgery was minor, and the effects are being blown out of proportion. 
Uh, I think this is reasonable. And I, I think that, you know, if he, he apparently is looking very good uh, by all accounts in terms of the um, sort of the, the star-studded uh, practices that he's taking part in most recently in Miami. Um, it, it was a fairly minor surgery when you when you think about it. He had his more major surgery where he had issues with the kneecap in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Uh, and this was just a, a couple of procedures in terms of removing screws and, and treating infections and, and things like that. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. Have been following the NBA for a while, though, and I, I guess I'm aware of the, the injury <laughs> spectrum. Uh, yeah, I feel like being an NBA fan <laughs> gives you like the equivalent of like first year health science. <laughs> I mean, we do see a lot of injuries. Am I, am I wrong? So anyway, um, if you're in health or in medicine and I've offended you, I apologize. But uh, look, you know, 72 games, you're still going to miss 10 games. So if you're a, a prospective fantasy owner, maybe not uh, a, a very good news take for you. But given what we saw from Kyrie last year, in, you know, he's had some injury laden seasons in the past. I think 72 games is uh, not too optimistic given, I think, what he's primed himself for in taking off a lot of time last year. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts before I, I quickly move on to the, uh, the elevated spiciness? The one quick, thoroughly the, reasonable. The one quick comment I will say, 72 would equal his second most games played throughout his career, not including playoffs. Holy cow, uh, step boy over here. 75, just regular season? No, reg- regular, regular season. season. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yep. Yeah, so he played 75 for Cleveland in 2014-15 and 72 in 16-17. Everything below, everything below that, every, everything else is below that. So if he can reach 72, I'll be pretty happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds really reasonable. Yeah, I think. It's his year. I don't think it's a, it's a big year for him. It's a, he's a free agent for one, so he's motivated to play. Um, it's a really great chance at winning a title, and um, yeah, I just, it's it's weird that he seems injury prone to me. He doesn't have the type of game that would lend itself to injuries. He, you know, he doesn't have the type of body that you'd think really lends itself to injuries. I think he's probably due. Playing in the kind of era where, yeah, you're not going to get like roughed up, you know, intentionally like you used to as well. So no, and he doesn't hit the ground like it's not like he's Dwayne Wade, you know. Mm. Yeah, he's largely yeah, so, an under the rim style player. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you're right. He's due. But um, anyway, elevating the uh, the spiciness level a little bit, going to the the second tier. Uh, so Mook Marcus Morris is traded by the deadline after Shami Ojale proves he can fill that role but with better added defensive intensity. I I have that 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 treads on well that that plays into one of my takes. So I'm going to I'm going to abstain from comment for the for the second. Perfect. I was going as far as to say I would like to see that. I'm certainly not a Morris hater, unlike some in the Reddit sub, but um now look, I think I think he'll stick around, but I mean if it does break out that way and we can trade him away and get something else because Semi's, you know, performing uh to a higher level, then yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Morris is going to be the first dude to go, right? Like, if anyone's getting traded this year, it's Marcus Morris. Hey. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Or possibly yeah. Terry Rogier. Yeah. But that's for another yeah, podcast. <laughs> uh, or someone else's prediction. Who knows? Who knows where we get to with this? <laughs> but um, one thing that we'd have to say goodbye to with, uh, with Mook, uh, along with the man himself, is the memes. Uh, which, you know, uh, some people on Reddit, you can take it or leave it as far as uh, memes on the Celtics Reddit. But, you know, he, he got a big uh, handful of uh, referee ass last year, which was pretty uh, pretty meme-worthy. And then he was screaming in uh, Tristan Thompson's yeah. face in the playoffs. Hey, remember, All classic remember, memes now. Remember, Wick Gosbeck told him that they were, we were going to go get one, talking to M- M- Marcus. So it would, it would be quite heartbroken if that happened. But hey, it's yeah, business. That, that's true. <laughs> 
Anyway, so uh, let's elevate things to the thermonuclear level now. And I look forward to adding more uh, scientific terms to our hot takes as, as we progress in this podcast. Um, but for now, we're with thermonuclear. So the Celtics have four All-Stars this season. And Brad Stevens fights Dwayne Casey, is suspended, but ultimately lauded for his efforts. Construction of the Brad Stevens statue commences. And Casey is stripped of his Coach of the Year award. And it's presented back to its rival champion, Brad Stevens. <laughs> it's the sort of thing I have in mind when we talk when we talk thermonuclear. <laughs> to, to, um, to, <laughs> that's the world I like to live in. That's this is the fantasy world that my brain sort of floats in. So uh, there it is. If I if I, if I could now. if I if I could tie it back to one of my takes earlier too, may I predict that predict that that fight occurs on the twenty eighth of October uh, at Detroit. In our first oh, yeah. of our 20 game winning streak. Maybe that's, win what streak. Spurs, that's what Spurs <laughs> is on. Brad Stevens knocking the Dwayne Casey in the out. Palace. Why Part not? Two. Yeah. <laughs> Coach tradition. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I'd love to see a Brad Stevens statue with him in a, po- in a, in a boxing stance out the front of uh, TD Garden. That's something I'm, I can definitely yeah. get behind. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, cool. Look, I don't think we need to expand on that one too much more. Uh, I want to quickly throw back to the to the Reddit thread before we get to uh, Joe's predictions. Just scrolling through here, looking for something. I'll, look, I should probably do the right thing and go for the most upvoted. It's just one take. Uh, yeah, Biz says, Smart and Jalen make first and second all defense. We kind of touched on that earlier. So like let's let's... Let's scroll down to uh, okay. No, I like uh, the comment. I like the comment with the guys. Like, what you mean is that they're so good that they'll make both first and like second team. Like each of them would. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unprecedented. So, Arburn ninety six, uh, aka Diet Cobra, says his reasonable take is that Horford, Gordon, and Kyrie all play around sixty five games this year to keep them fresh for the playoffs. Pretty reasonable. I honestly would not mind that. It tanks my Kyrie seventy two game reasonable take, but otherwise. Pretty good. Uh, spicy. Jalen Brown would be better than Jason Tatum. That is that is pretty spicy. I, I would go the other way personally. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we all feel it's going to end up that way with Tatum over Brown. But uh, yeah, I, I... Yeah. Maybe. The only <laughs> thing that, to me, the only thing that Brown's got over Tatum is Brown is like... Like Brown... He really, I mean, we're going to get on tangent here, but like Brown really, you know, he's the most aggressive. He's the more aggressive of the two guys. He'll try to do things outside of skill set. And, um, and you know, he's also third year. Third year is like the, the leap year, you know. And uh, his thermonuclear take is that the Celtics beat the Warriors in the finals. And this is great. Marcus Smart wins finals MVP. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if, well, if we, so hear me out. If we are to beat the Warriors in the finals which in itself is a little bit unrealistic, I'm, I'm sorry to say. If we are to beat them, it, there's probably a lot of Marcus Smart locking down the Warriors' backcourt. Yeah. And, and could he be rewarded finals MVP for locking down one of the best, if not the best, backcourt of all time? Yeah. I, 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 yes. I, I, could, I, could, I could see him even bypassing the backcourt and going straight to DeMarcus Cousins and getting up in his face and, and causing some chaos. Oh, yes. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all, all, I, all I can think of is... All I can think of is is a, is, a, is an uh, an aging Andre Iguodala winning Finals MVP, and that was a, that was a that was he didn't even start the first game. They had to bring him in, and hit, then it, it changed everything. So I mean, I could see Marcus Smart going through that. I mean, I wouldn't say that's thermonuclear at all until uh, the Marcus Smart bit. But even still, yeah, sure, I can, I can get on board with it. Yeah, yeah. 
I hope so. <laughs> I, I should yeah. hope so. That would make me so happy. Like a smart <laughs> winning finals nice. MVP. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, Reddit. Joe, I'm curious to hear your possibly much more realistic and, and well-thought-out predictions. What have you got for us, mate? Okay, so um, my reasonable take is uh, I think the Celtics are going to win mid to high 50s, somewhere in the 56 to 58 win range. Not so much the low 60s, mid 60s. Um, so that's my reasonable take. My somewhat spicy take is that I think um, that that's going to be good for second place in the conference. Um, I think, uh, man, I really like the Raptors, eh? I really, really like the Raptors. I think they're stacked. Um, am I supposed to pause now for your comments? <laughs> Sorry. I haven't got the rhythm <laughs> I mean- down. No, let's get them out, and then let's uh, let's backtrack. Spit them all out? Okay. So, and my third one, and this is what I what, what for me passes thermonuclear, thermonuclear um, was um, I think Ojale is going to start more than uh, 20 games this year. I think, um, I wow. think he, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my thermonuclear take. What, what, do you, what do you think leads to that situation? I mean, we've already got such a stacked team and, you know, Ojale's got his role, but, you know, I, I wouldn't think as a starter. I mean, you know, obviously that's what makes it a thermonuclear take, but uh, I'm just curious to think what, what like series of events um, like do you think leads to that? Well, I, I, think, I think Brad wants to play him. It's, it's to do with his shooting, honestly. Like, if he's knocking yeah. down shots... Um, like I think he actually can. Like I think he can be a league average three point shooter, maybe a little, maybe even a slight plus. Um, mm-hmm. Then it just makes us absolutely insane. Like we can just put out insane lineups, you know, defensively. Um, and and I think Brad really likes that versatility, and we could go f- legit five out. Bainesy, I love you, but you, I'm not a hundred percent sure he's a real three point shooter yet. <laughs> Playoffs last year, notwithstanding. Loved it though, yeah. So, so that's what I think. I think that crystallizes. I think Ojale is just a little bit of. I think he's a Brad Stevens type player, and um, I think Stevens is going to want to find opportunities for him. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that, as, again, that would be that would be fantastic to see. I'm still. I mean, we we can probably discuss this on later episodes, but I mean, there's still the um the unknown quantity that is you know Brad Wanamaker. Obviously, he plays. He's going to be more of a guard sure. than um you know a big physical sort of wing player. But um, yeah um. I'd be I would be stoked if he could if he could make that leap and he could make those starts. It would be definitely unexpected. You would assume it would probably be in the place of of, of a Baines um, along those lines. But um, yeah, uh, I don't I didn't didn't think we would have a, we have an Ojale thermo take. So uh, didn't really come prepared for that one. But yeah, I'm on board. I'm, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see it. You know, we've drafted him. Uh, it's always nice to see those guys that you, you know have been drafted by your own front office. Uh, grow sort of organically into a, a starting role and, and into a role of rel- relevance, not only on the team, but in the league itself. Um, if he can combine some of that, you know, he, he showed flashes of, of good shooting, but there was certainly no consistency there. But, you know, there probably wasn't any with Baines's, uh three-point shooting either. Uh, if he can combine some of that shooting, which we know he can do, uh, with the defense that he showed against, you know, Giannis in the playoffs last year, Um that would be really exciting, and that's the sort of thing that I, I think could lead to you know trading uh, Mook Morris away if, if we if we do see 
Shami Ojale step up uh, and, and fulfill that role and yeah. fulfill his potential, um, that's where we can move a guy like Marcus Morris, you know, maybe free up some money and, you know, bring in another draft pick, which we know Danny loves, or, or bring in some younger talent or a savvy veteran, you know. There's been some talk of uh, Jamal Crawford being brought onto the team, which, uh, you know, personally, I don't think he, he fills our... Um, like a not preferred archetype. <laughs> like he, he's not a great shooter nowadays and he's never really been a particularly good defender, especially not later in his career. Um, but it would be nice to have an extra vet on the squad to sort of mentor our, our you know, vastly younger team. So um, yeah. interesting take. If we're going to just... Uh, on a, on a hot to thermonuclear level, if we're gonna go after uh, if we're gonna go after veterans for mentoring, I would love to. I would. Uh, I want to see us get Vince Carter instead, please. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be nice. A A to rub it into the Raptors, and B. I mean, if if uh, if Vince if Vince Carter and Jalen Brown have some one on one dunk dunking practice, then, oof, yeah, that would be nice. But um, yeah, obviously that's not gonna happen. He's, he's, is he with the Hawks? He's with the Hawks. The Hawks, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I uh, couldn't yeah. see why you'd want to get out of that to come to a, a ring contender, but I mean, whatever. You know what uh. we actually need to do? We actually need to get Jason Terry so that so that leprechaun tattoo doesn't go to waste because <laughs> he's still indeed. got that thing hanging <laughs> on his bicep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. Well, uh, look, there you have it. Those are the predictions. You know, maybe we'll uh, circle back and check back on this podcast in, you know, six months' time and see how accurate we were or inaccurate we were. But thank you, Reddit. Thank you, Joe and Jackson, for your predictions. Very helpful, very spicy, uh, and thermonuclear at times. Now, before we wrap this one up, we just want to cover off some notable upcoming dates. And we're sticking with the US format because, according to the stats, the majority of you folks listening to this podcast, despite it being a largely Australia, New Zealand-based production, are located over in the USA. So the Celtics officially announced that they'll be holding their first training camp at Red's house on Tuesday and Wednesday, the 25th and 26th of September. You can do the conversions if you're over the, uh, the maybe the fairer side of the planet. Uh, and next week, they're heading to Chapel Hill for the preseason opener uh, that's on the 28th of September against the Charlotte Hornets, which is 10 days from today, 10 days from the time of recording this podcast. So um, that's how long really we have to wait until we can see the guys suit up, suit up in the green, uh, get out there and uh, and begin to dominate. So uh, I really cannot explain how excited I am about that. Um, yeah, uh, Obviously, we like the team enough to get together as often as we can and talk about them you know, through the, this podcast uh, format, obviously to, to see the team come back together and actually start doing some stuff that we can talk about. I just, I really am so excited about that. And I'm sure you guys are as well. So uh, hell yeah, can't wait. Sure am, I sure am. And predictions are so much harder than like, you know, it's so much harder to look forward than back. <laughs> yeah, it's way easier to talk about an uh, actual thing that happened in the Things world, not just like yeah. make, make shit up. But uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's all we got at the moment. So, uh, all right, gentlemen, thank you everyone for tuning in. That is just about all the time we have for this episode of the Celtics Reddit podcast. We will be back sometime next week, probably right after the first preseason game, unless something amazing happens at training camp. Until then, Jackson, Joe, I'm glad to be back doing this with you guys. Thanks for uh, coming back on. Peace out, guys. All right, folks, Celtics are back next week. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.